1: It's time for brace for impact, and a pleasant good evening to you. I am your host Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD. By God, Oliva, how are you doing, JD? Solid, man, solid. Yeah. Uh, just hopefully everybody caught my little uh, tribute to Vince Scully uh, there. Um, rest in peace, Vince Scully, one of my uh, my lifelong heroes and idols. He just passed away this week, so um, think about switching up the intro, man, because forever my intro was "Hey now," which is kind of like a old howard stern tribute from the 90s but uh, uh i don't know man we'll we'll see if uh, we'll see if it's time for brace for impact kicks on but uh, i always love the way he intro the dodger games
0: i never listened to a dodger game that being from California so uh i'll take your word for it
1: Yeah, yeah. No, he was the greatest. He also did a lot of – he did so many World Series. He did so many Super Bowls. He uh, did golf. He did everything, man. But uh, always will be remembered uh, for the Dodgers and all the great moments that he had with the Dodgers. But, hey, man, how's your week going? How's everything been happening?
0: Uh, Not bad. We're week two of this Kickstarter, 260% funded. Uh, More backers at this point than I've ever had before. So I said that uh, today I put on my my page that if we get to 100 – I never had 100. If I get to 100 backers this time – uh, I'll write another free book that everybody will get. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we get that. We're at 73 right now. So nice. uh, we got a week. I think I think that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good odds. Uh, so that's that's what's dominating. Waiting to hear back on the new job so far. So knock on wood. Talk more about that when everything gets official. <sighs> Rewriting the new book, the one I was telling you about, I'll talk right. about later. I think it's pretty damn good, to be honest with you. I'm pretty happy with
1: cool. it so far. Yeah, I'm excited with that one, man. Uh, the The new book. That one's going to be cool.
0: I think the I think yeah. the people listening to this show and people listening to all wrestling shows will be
1: hopefully interested in that when I can uh, when I can talk more about it. Absolutely. Well, I did a stupid thing today. Um, What's well, that? actually it started started a couple of weeks ago. I uh, but today was the official first day of school. Uh, I'm starting wow. my MBA. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm starting my MBA. Yeah, congrats. No, it sucks. I don't want my MBA, but I'm getting you, it anyway. Well, so. do you have
0: to get your MBA? Is it like required or are
1: you choosing to? I'm choosing to, yeah. Well, then congrats. Uh, Quit it was, being a bitch. <laughs> I know. I just I, – you know, I'm not a school person, and it was one of those things where I, I got my GI bill in the military, but I joined the military so I didn't have to go to school anymore. I was like, I could still have a decent job without going to school. Well, they trick you because if you want to get promoted, you need to go to school. And I got – they, so they – they sent my records up to all like the higher-ranking people in my career field, right? And the there was two things. There was only two things they said I could improve on. And the first thing they said I could improve on was get your master's degree. And I'm like, you guys were telling me for years to get my bachelor's, and I finally did it, but that's not good enough. Now you want me to get my master's degree. What's going on here? But I guess the higher-ranking you get, the more uh, – the more qualified they want you to be. So I'm getting a, a master's of uh, or an MBA in the leadership. So I'll be a bona fide leader here pretty soon. A master of leader. Yeah. Ship. ship. Well, I'm a. I forgot to finish uh, that. Yeah, I am a master sergeant. So I guess I need a master's degree and uh, maybe impact. I don't know if they mastered the art of pro wrestling tonight with their episode. Um, it was a kind of an up and down episode for me. What did you think of the the show tonight? Well, to be honest. Yeah, be honest.
0: I nodded out to 15 minutes in, and then I slept for about three or four minutes, maybe more, and I had to go back and rewatch some stuff. I thought it was until the main event,
1: kind of ho hum, not bad, but just kind of there. Yeah, that that's nothing seems important. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I felt on the show, but the main event, when we'll get to that, I, I thought was great, great, great fun. Just a really good fun match. I think everything that PCO does is awesome. Um, I can't complain about PCO, but we will, we'll go ahead and get into the show. Um, I know we did a little bit of a spoiler, but, uh, the B, the BTI pre-show match was, uh, Alicia taking on Savannah Evans. Um. And it must have been a very good match because Josiah, our buddy who co-hosted this show one week, didn't even put who won. So <laughs> I'm guessing Savannah Evans won, though, because Alicia never wins, nor should she. Nor should she ever win. Yeah. That's your BTI <laughs> talk. We don't yeah. care. We nobody cares about BTI. Yeah. Um, anyway, Impact opened with a with a video showing Heath attacking on a more and showing us how they ended up in a match against the Bullet Club at Emergence, with Honor No more needing to disband and leave Impact if they lose, but uh, getting a tag team title shot if they win. Um, <clears throat> so the first match was a uh, Diana uh defeating Rosemary with Ty Valkyrie. We had a little distraction roll up. Um, at one point, Diana Prazo, So Jessica was on the outside. And Deanna walks up to Jessica and says, you're not invited to the party, which pissed off Jessica. And she distracted Rosemary, and we got her roll-up for the win. So that was that match. So we keep talking about how Triple H is the great savior of professional wrestling, right? Is Impact going to be the home of the stupid distraction finish now? Well, maybe if Triple H gets rid of it from WWE, yeah, maybe they'll take it over. Mm. Because we got – We got the first match of the night was a distraction roll-up for a finish, and so was the second match of the night. So, There's a certain
0: professional wrestler who likes to comment on why things don't make sense in other promotions, and I hope that he can point this out to his bosses when it happens in his own promotion. He won't, but I hope he will.
1: Yeah, he just wants to put matches together. He doesn't care if uh, two matches back-to-back with the same finish is not a good idea. Uh, But if
0: it happened (laughs) in another promotion, he'd be the first one to point it out and have a billion followers just go, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's bad. Yeah, that's right.
1: So, (laughs) Yeah, but it's not a good idea to bury your own company while you're on the radio. Uh, Not not smart. (laughs) You could tell them. Like, maybe, hey, bad idea. Uh, to his credit, uh, maybe he does, and uh, maybe they don't listen. I think that's very possible.
0: I think it's very possible that they're not listening to people telling them better ideas. Yes, I will agree with that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Sonny, what would you think of the match? Uh, despite the uh, the weak, the weak finisher. Yeah, it was fine. Um, it's yeah. fine. I mean, uh, Rosem- Rosemary shtick, right? More than yeah.
0: than talent. Than I don't say talent. Than than um, mm. performance. So. It's fine. Deanna Carriers are to a decent match whenever they wrestle. It's fine with whatever.
1: Yeah. Josiah says it's an acceptable match, nothing special, but perfectly fine. I, I have to agree. Perfectly uh, fine
0: I- might be a little bold. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it's fine. I don't know
1: about perfectly yeah. fine. Right. A little, a little strong. I don't know more was backstage, and Matt Taven was talking about their goal for the pay-per-view at Emergence. And Eddie Edwards said that it required trust, and uh, he wasn't sure if he could trust PCO. Vincent said that PCO went through everything with them, uh, and that he could be trusted. Edwards said that PCO had to prove himself tonight by going after Doc Gallows. Haven't we heard this before? Like They've I
0: swear been, to God, we've done this exact same segment like two or three times.
1: They did this going heading into slam anniversary before in, in that match where Eddie Edwards didn't trust PCO. He proved to be trustworthy. And they I think at one point they were gonna turn him and then they just they just kind of stalled on it. And I think they're picking up the turn again. So I don't I'm know. Not,
0: I'm not crazy. We've had this like exact same segment yeah. before, right?
1: Yeah, no, like literally this is this exact same thing happened heading into Slammiversary. It was I think weird hoping that nobody remembers that.
0: I thought I was like tripping or something. I'm like I swear to god I've heard this exact same entire segment before. So, yeah. here we are again.
1: Here we go again. Um so, yeah, he has to prove himself uh tonight by going after Doc Gallows. Um Yeah, I mean it was a good a good interview segment. I thought Taven was really strong. I thought Eddie Edwards was pretty strong. So, yeah, they're fine. um but yeah, this good. was uh, this was perfectly fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Giselle Shaw was backstage talking about the death warrant received from Masha Slamovich. Uh, death warrant, the good movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, at least I like it. I don't know. Do you think that that movie still holds up? Because some of those but, old one, uh, Van Damme. Which one
0: was death warrant? Refresh my memory.
1: It's the one where he guy goes to prison um, and they have like a, a hit out for him in prison. I'm thinking. Is that that I remember correctly? I think that's that one. Yeah, it wasn't like like, because, you know, he had like Lionheart and he had Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Those are are easily rememberable. This one came a couple years later, like towards the mid 90s. Yeah, his
0: mid 90s stuff after Hard Target starts getting like real similar, except for the hockey one. Like a lot of them like bleed together for me. So I'll 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 remember this. I mean, mean, like, you know, as far as like corny 90s action movies
1: go. I think those are all okay, right? Death Warrant JCVD. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. This is far more important than uh, Giselle Shaw's interview, by the way. Yeah. Death Warrant. Let me see. Uh, A maverick detective goes undercover in a prison. See, I know stuff. Uh, To find out why so many prisoners are dying there. He discovers it's all part of a highly organized lucrative trade in human organs. And once his cover is blown, it looks as though he is next for the chop. That – That sounds like an awesome freaking plot, actually. It's much better than I had remembered. It
0: really does. I'm like, oh, Black Market Organs? I don't remember that.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a book written by JD Oliva. (laughs) Just if they
0: had, like, may have stolen something (laughs) similar to that, actually. You know something interesting? Because Prey comes out on Hulu tomorrow. I hope we all make time to see Prey, the next Predator movie. Looks awesome. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you you familiar with this? Are you familiar with Prey?
1: I am familiar with Predator. I'm not familiar with Prey oh, and I no longer have Hulu, so
0: Oh, it's oh, okay. So you to have to like yeah. procure this. It's the oh, next yeah. no. Predator movie. Like it looks like okay. um some like natives again in like the jungle against oh. the Predator. It looks quite cool. The original oh. Predator. Do you know who was, you know who's supposed to play him, right? The original like the
1: guy they first casted to be the Predator. Well, I know Jesse Ventura was in it. Was it He's Jesse He's in it. No, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, so he it was supposed to be him instead of Schwarzenegger. He, no, no, no! He was
0: supposed to be the predator. Oh, the predator! Oh, yeah. Okay. He was supposed to be the guy under the mask. They hired him. This was gonna be his first big role in the U.S. because he could do all the martial arts and stuff like that. Right. And then, shockingly enough, JCVD, a little bit of a prima donna. Oh, yeah. Didn't like all the all the accoutrement he had to wear, and uh, it did not work out.
1: Hmm. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, I thought Giselle Shaw was a uh, pretty strong here, man. So I, I really, I really dug, uh, dug what she was doing here. Yeah, she's um,
0: she's talented. She's yeah. uh, I I quite appreciated this entire segment.
1: I thought it was, I thought it was fine. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, we got a Brian Myers. He defeated Black Tarus because if you need to get a win, you gotta wrestle a luchador and Impact. Man, if um, you're
0: if you're Mexican and Impact, you are gonna lose. Like, yeah, this may, I, Okay, okay, hold on. The match that everyone talked about from the Ric Flair thing was the four way lucha match, right? And Black Tarus saved Bandito's life. Did you see that? Oh
1: my god, insane!
0: That was Bandito beautiful. almost yeah. died. But <laughs> Black Tarus is the fa- is in fact the best base in wrestling. The man can catch anyone, and the ma- it was awesome. Again, just again, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I yeah. did get my hands on the uh, the lucha match. It was absolutely fantastic. So of course, what are we doing? In Impact? We're having him lose to Brian Myers. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I absolutely so, don't get it.
1: No. Meltzer doesn't talk impact, but he addressed why the luchadors aren't getting pushed in impact. He says it's, it's as simple as they don't speak English and they have to tell stories doing promos. And I'm like, you can get around that if you're good at what you do. You can get around that. If if your job is to produce wrestling and to push wrestlers, you can get around the language barrier by being better at your job and helping them. There's translators. You can do subtitles and backstage interviews. Pentagon can't speak a lick of English. You you just tell him five words, he can do it, and then he just says some shit in Spanish, and it's awesome. Like Get behind these guys.
0: Yeah. That gets ridiculous to me. Like I'll be honest with you. It's not like this is a promotion full of great promos. Right. It's not. No. There's not a lot of great promos in this promotion. Our champion's not the best promo in the world. Let's be let's be frank about this. Right? Josh is a good wrestler. He's not a great promo. He's
1: fine. He's he's great had wrestler. some he's had some great promos, but he's so, not consistently a great promo. I wouldn't call so, it some promo, of the stuff heading right? it some of the stuff heading into the moose match, I was quite fond there was of, some. There I was have some not good, heard much since then.
0: There was some good stuff, but I wouldn't call them a good promo. The fact that we can't push these luchadors because they speak Spanish is so 1990s. I feel like Vince mm-hmm. Russo is back running the company again. This is freaking ridiculous. Like, yes. it, it, It's not like we have these great – I mean, I, I compare it to The Muppet Show every week because it's stupid, a lot of the backstage stuff we do. like, And the fact that that's an excuse for not being able to push luchadors – is insanity to me like it's it's insulting
1: and crazy steve's right there crazy steve could do it yeah yeah i there's no reason why crazy steve and black throughs can't be pushed as a top tag team in this company they're very good yes they are
0: i don't understand they're both very good wrestlers and the act is it's over with the impact fans but i mean like it's to an extent because like they never win right i just i don't i don't get it man i don't understand why we're not pushing talented people like i know the dmc is a joke title right I know Brian Myers is a joke guy but then you could and the whole and the, uh, here's what gets me there continue the story follow, follow up do the follow-up
1: NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan even if you live far away like maybe you like the Bears but you're hibernating in Panthers territory but with NFL Sunday Ticket your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away specifically the distance from you to your remote control NFL Sunday Ticket Go to your happy place for a happy prize. Go to your happy prize, Priceline. Yes. So uh, Myers stomped on Taurus in the corner, went for a back body drop of Taurus. Kirk screwed over the, over the back of Myers and hit some shoulder tackles before hitting a drop kick, sending Myers to the floor. Um, uh, when they came back, uh, Myers had a chin lock, of course. <laughs> <laughs> As he dropped Taurus into the ring post during the break, Myers hit a back suplex for a two-count. Uh, Myers charged a corner, but Taurus hit a drop kick uh, to the knee before hitting a Tiger faint kick on Myers, and it missed a drop kick for a two-count. Myers got up, hit an enziguri. Um, and an implant TD, DDT for a two-count. Oh, man, I didn't realize where I was at in this thing. Sorry. Myers tried to charge Taurus again, but ate a spear for his efforts for a two-count. Um, eventually, uh, Myers dug into the eyes of Taurus's mask and rolled him up while holding the ropes right in front of the referee, buried the ref completely. Uh, rule update, submissions in the ropes illegal, eating faces and holding the ropes for leverage perfectly legal, according to our friend Josiah. Um, and then after the match, Bupinder Gujar, Came out and uh Speared Meyer making his claim for a digital media championship match yet again. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead and say it. Why are we pushing Bubinder
0: Gujar over Black Taurus? Like wh- what is what <laughs> and what planet is Bubinder Gujar better than Black Taurus? I I don't understand this. Talk like, about we're po- not being
1: able to cut promos.
0: He's right. He does speak good English and he's a terrible promo. Like
1: I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. The only reason is look and the this is not racist by me. This is just an observation of what they are doing in this company. They lost Hakim Zayn, right? Or, or I guess um, – gosh, what the hell is his name and Impact? Rahit Raju. Zane. They lost Rahit Raju. Um, they lose him is a strong word. They they did not re-sign Rahit Raju, um, and they needed another guy from India to fill that void, so they brought in Bupinder Guchar. And now they're pushing him. Now they're getting behind him and, and R- Raj Singh. Rahit Raju
0: is a good promo.
1: Yes. Rahit Raju Very... could p- promo circles around most people in this fucking company.
0: Absolutely. He yeah. could promo most mo- around, circles around most people in professional wrestling, quite frankly. Yes. Um, th- one, of, one of pro wrestling's most underutilized talents. That's a conversation from the other day. But we're pushing because we have the India thing, right? Big India. Yeah. I don't understand. I just don't. I don't get it. That, you, got, yeah. you got, you got black, you got black throws 2 and jobs to Brian Myers and, and Bopinder Gugger is probably going to be a guy to take this stupid title off of him. Again, it's a meaningless belt, but goddamn, this is just dumb. It's just yeah. dumb. Cause you have access to, you have access to three of these guys. If Bandito comes in and they treat Bandito the way they treat every other luchador in this company, it's going to be a sin against nature.
1: Yeah, it, and I see it coming. And I, I do not like. Everybody's like, yeah, we want to see, but we want to see Bandito and Impact. I don't. I really don't because I don't think they're going to treat the guy right. I think he's too good. I think he's too good to be here because they're going to have him jobbing his ass out to fucking Brian Myers in no time. Um, and and you know, and if they bring him in, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I will be because I just know this company. We never are, right? So the the last time they pushed Luchadors, it was Penta and Phoenix. It was P- Penta and Phoenix. Penta won the world title, and then P- Penta and Phoenix were the tag, cha- tag champions. They were a main event. But you know what? When they came into Impact, they had big names. They were big stars in the indie scene, and they could draw money, mm-hmm. right? Okay, Taurus and Loretta kid they don't exactly have that. Well, so build them up. They got the talent, right? They may not have the charisma that Penta has, but they got the talent.
0: Few do, right? Like, Penta's, yeah. Penta's charisma is off the charts. I don't know. If, like, I wouldn't say either of those guys is necessarily less charismatic than Phoenix. Than but Fenix is, you know, the second coming of Rey Mysterio. So, like, yes, different. And you're right. We don't really build guys, right? We just kind of take guys that are built in a lot of cases. Alexander being an exception that proves the rule, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, it just I don't know, especially when a main event scene is so thin and the main event scene is thin right now. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'm frustrated.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, Jordan Grace is backstage, talked about how Mia Yim would have significant trouble when challenging for the knockouts championship. Okay. Um, so that was that big thumbs up. Okay. Uh, a video aired from, uh, from Ric Flair's last match. Did she quote her, did she quote her ranking in the PWI 500 while discussing this? (laughs) No, she did not. Maybe she should have. (laughs) Uh had this not been recorded weeks ago, that they might have been able to work that in there. But <laughs> can you
0: believe we missed that opportunity? We didn't know. We were recording when that story broke, and we such great, <sighs> such great material. And it's it so us. much I we would have had
1: so much fun. And so, the, and now the joke has is passed old. us by. Yeah, it's passed us by. We can't go back to it. Uh a video aired from Ric Flair's last match showing how uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers ruined the match between Josh Alexander and Jacob Fatu. Anyway, Diamond Dallas Page hitting the diamond cutter on Cardona. I did not watch the match with uh, Alexander and Um, Fatou. Basically, because I knew it was a bullshit finish, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of a chicken shit finish by MLW and Impact. Look, if you were going to do that, just don't do the match.
0: That's old school, man. That's what you used to do back in the 70s and the early 80s when two champs like, like Backlund and Harley race.
1: Did we get and Flair I think it was Backlund and Flair in Japan. They did the match, and I think they did they did one in the States too. Backlund and Martell or no I'm sorry, uh
0: Flair and Martell too. Like yeah. it was always that screwy finish. It's it's chicken shit stuff. But again, like no one's gonna make a decision. And you at least you did it with the right guys. Like no one's gonna cheer Cardona and Myers and Mark Sterling. Right. Like yeah. Side note, DDP looks amazing at sixty-six.
1: Bro, he is insane, man. Uh, if anybody needs to do a big last match uh pay-per-view, it's him at 70. For and he's almost real? 70. He's getting there. 66. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: he's only like what six years younger than Flair. And like Fla- yeah, we all saw Flair. But then you yeah. look at Dallas Page, you're like, oh my god, like you look fantastic. Yeah. Is Yeah. Hey, who would have thought that the uh the Rick Flair undercard? Would have made such a big dent in professional wrestling this week. Matt's Warner's doing AEW stuff because he won the the bunkhouse thing. Like,
1: that's who weird, knew,
0: isn't yeah. it? And they cited I, that as the reason he's going to wrestle Moxley this week.
1: Yeah, and who knew that AEW would even acknowledge the pay per view on their show, which I I figured they were going to stay away from it because. I thought at one point Ric Flair was canceled, but he got uncanceled. We oh, got uncanceled. Uh, we, we can't cancel. Did.
0: Ric Flair, I'm sorry. Some people might get mad hearing me say this, but Ric Flair is one of, and again, what he did was heinous. I'm not gonna, I'm not yes. saying that.
1: But well, what, Hold on. What he was accused of.
0: Accused of doing, sorry, which he yeah. did not deny doing. Well, yeah, we'll leave that alone. Um, yes. But he has accrued so much goodwill throughout those 30 years that fair or not, justified or unjustified, The man's always gonna be Ric Flair.
1: Yep. And people just like to watch him. Yep. Yep. Makes people Um, care.
0: One of the most successful independent shows in history.
1: Yes, yes. I, I think well the observer hasn't hit yet, so it'll hit after we're done talking here, but I he's got all the numbers, man. And so Curious. um I, I I'm I'm seeing I've seen anywhere from three thousand to six thousand people. Um, I'm guessing it's somewhere in the middle there. Uh, that attended or... that show. Attendance. And then as far as pay-per-view buys, yeah, I mean probably quite are. a bit. Yeah. I think prob- all probably out- a Above, a uh, way above impact, probably below Ring of Honor from this past week. What I think, All In and 18 drew
0: 35,000 pay-per-view buys. I'm very yeah. curious to see if it's above or below because I think that's kind of a, the barometer for successful in true indie shows. So I'm really curious to right. see where they finish on that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Slamovich defeated uh, Giselle Shaw. I I really liked this. Yeah, it, um, good it, match. it it so they are starting to show how. Talent can actually get to Masha. She showed like some slight weakness she, here with Giselle. She worked. Hitting the knee. She worked, yeah. yeah. It worked. It, and, they, and they made – and Tom Hannafin – I'm going to say something controversial. Are you ready for this one? Rock This is a good brace for debate topic. I think Tom Hannafin's the best in the biz right now. I listen to everybody. I've never been a fan of Excalibur. I think he just overdoes it for me. I think he just comes across as not very sincere. My opinion. Um, I think Tom Hannafin is probably the best play-by-play guy in the in the business right now. I actually uh, i I like him above Kevin Kelly now. Just that, that's just for my taste. I I like Tom Hannafin. It's funny he just tweeted out his
0: passion is back for wrestling and you can really yeah. see it cuz I mean Tom Phillips sucked. When he was yes. in NXT, I, I liked his stuff. Um right. I think he was NXT. And then I think, I think he was. yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Um <clears throat> but I didn't like him in WWE cuz who's likable in w- the old WWE system? Um yeah. I like Tom Hannifin a lot, but I'm going to go with Ian Riccoboni. That's Okay. My, I That's my I
1: Okay, yeah. No, I, I like him too. I I just think that uh I good think, though. Uh, I think Han- I, I would put Hannafin above him right now. I just I just been enjoying his work so much. He's been great. And maybe it's because we were subjected to uh, Josh Matthews and, uh, and Matt Stryker for years. But D- okay, um, D- I think I do think he's tremendous though.
0: Well, I don't want to bear. I don't j- I'll jump this right now. When we yeah. got the uh, the Impact flashback with uh, me, Yim, FKA Jade, and Madison rain and Gail, and we had um, Borash and Josh Matthews on commentary back in 2016. Holy crap was that terrible. <laughs> was and I bad. Borash is Borash is a jack of all trades, but I always thought commentary was the weakest of his skills. Yeah. And Josh is Josh. Right? Mm. Together they were not good. Not and, good. You know, um uh, Hannafin and I can never remember Aiden English's name. Ray Wolf. I can never remember that. Um they're a great duo. They really yeah. are. Like yep. the they really over the last year the two of them have so elevated impact's production like mm-hmm. i think it, i think that's why one reason why we're having so many good matches is because those two are so good on the call they really do yeah
1: Yep. absolutely um yeah we got the flashback moment of the week um consisted of Gail Kim and uh then Jade uh facing Gail Kim facing Mia Yim and uh, Madison Rain. So there you go. Um, and then Yim was backstage with Jim Miller and talked about how Jordan Grace was not uh, taking their match seriously enough. Madison Rain came up uh, to the set and was upset about the video highlight that aired. Gail Kim walked in and made a match for next week for Yim and uh, Madison Rain. AEW is Madison Rain walking through the forbidden door here on Impact. <laughs> Backwards
0: to the forbidden door. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed that she's not wearing the mask anymore because I thought <laughs> I thought she absolutely rocked that look. I don't know why. She I don't did. know what is yeah. wrong with me, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, this is fine. I mean, this is honest to God. Okay, so I was talking... I'll save it for the for the Patreon actually.
1: Yeah, Patreon. She's oh, she's yeah. like a not top story, second to the top, we'll second to it. the top story. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Madison Rain and AEW on uh, Patreon. Uh, Rosemary was yelling at Jessica backstage, but Taya, Taya noted that Jessica was basically a baby being reborn from the dark realm. Um, the sucked, according to uh, Josiah. Um, I I Jessica keeps making me laugh, and I don't know why, and I'm not proud of it. So they they at least have that going for me. I'm
0: gonna them. go I'm gonna I'm gonna side with my Canadian brethren on this one. This was stupid.
1: Yeah. Um oh hold on. Someone's calling in really quick. Hold on. We uh we have a call. Sorry. Yeah, we, we have a call. Hold on.
0: Everything I hate about professional wrestling. Everything I hate about wrestling is summed up into this one. And it doesn't matter if it's it's if it's men or women, you know, dogs, it does not matter. This is everything wrong with modern professional wrestling, summed up right here.
1: Oh yep, salty JD from the past called in. Sorry, your your previous self with (laughs) more hair.
0: Look how long my hair was. Jeez, I forgot it was (laughs) that long. Um, You get the premise we recorded it on Zoom, so it looks like ass. Yeah, it's bad. I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Zoom blows. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah. Uh, That that was (laughs) that. Sorry, JD called I, in from the past. I like it. I,
0: I love by the way, that's a new thing that we can use from now on. I'm really a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I really love when you put that in when you use that as a Twitter response to things. Yeah. I appreciate you trying to make me a gif. Like it's one of the yeah. greatest things that's ever happened. So thank you.
1: <laughs> uh finally we get to a, a pretty good match, I thought. The motor city uh oh, motor shitty motor city machine guns. Sorry, motor city machine guns, uh defeating violent by design of Doring and Diener. um I I thought this was a pretty strong match uh Doring and Deaner uh, Oh, hold on just a sec. Uh Shelley tagged in Sabin, who drop kicked Doring off the apron and hit a running Inzagiri Inzugiri to Deaner. Uh Shelley and Sabin hit the magic killer on Deaner, but Doring broke up for the pinfall. Doring hit a shoulder tackle on Shelley and the referee tried to get him out of the ring. Motor City Machine Guns hit a double drop kick on Doring. He shrugged it off, hit a double double clothesline on both uh Sabin and Shelly. They got it fast, hit a suicide dive on Doring before Shelly put Deaner in the crucifix pin, which Saban ran over and turned it into a jackknife pin for the three count which I thought was a very cool ending. Uh, Good, good match. Doring and Diener uh, attacked after the bell, but Kushida's music hit, and he ran down to make the save as he was attacking Doring. Uh, That poor little guy was trying to get Doring in a hoverboard lock, and that was not going to work. Um, But uh, Eric Young ran out and uh, attacked Kushida, and it turns out Violent by Design is as strong as ever. They can't win matches, but they can attack people afterwards.
0: Yes, all that happened. Um, I love the pairing of Kushida and the Motor City Machine Guns. The Motor City yeah. Time Splitters. It makes perfect sense. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Absolutely. This was this was probably my favorite segment of the show as far as just a wrestling match goes. Like, um, hey man, everybody was really good in this. This was great.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think maybe they should have opened with this one because I thought they started off with two pretty bad matches. So with the same. Uh, not, finish. But- yeah, not bad bad but I just felt like the matches weren't strong and uh, they got oh, off I to agree. a weak start. So. I agree. Um I mean they it's taped. They could just move the matches however they want. So um they don't
0: shoot in order. Yes, they can do. <laughs> yeah. That.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sabin, Shelly, and Kushida were backstage, and uh, Sabin challenged Violet by Design to a tag match with him and Kushida. So we're going to get a variation of the machine gun splitters there, Sabin and uh, Kushida, taking on Doring and Diener. Uh, Alexander walked up and said Shelly was ta- taking him too lightly before walking away. Alexander left, and as he walked through the door, Eddie Edwards was there talking to him about Shelly uh, and offering to be there to help him, leaving Alexander with food for thought. So um, – i i only i missed the first part of of this but i actually got to watch the eddie edwards um and alexander thing i thought that was pretty interesting i believe it's clear that they're heading towards uh, edwards and alexander for bound for glory
0: we called that back in april i think if not earlier like about time i mean we have nobody else Mm -hmm. we have nobody else who's ready to be a main eventer so yeah bring it on
1: yep let's do it um uh and then yeah we got and kushita's coming back to emergence so that's cool mm-hmm. so, very cool excited about that yep uh sam callahan defeated raj singh just whooped his ass and then afterwards um moose's music uh hits macklin comes out pretending to be moose moose attack callahan from behind and then uh, macklin runs down to the ring and uh they they beat him up and then uh yeah so that was that um not not really anything too crazy there, but it looks like we're going to get Macklin and Callahan at, uh, emergence, which will be fun. Sammy, uh, then got to do a little more cardio. Yeah. Trick. Well, I mean, well, he broke his leg, right? So it's, it's really hard to do cardio, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, you, um, just, just from experience with me, whenever I can't run or I can't work out, I really have to watch my calorie count and my carb count. And uh... so, guilty That's,
0: guilty yeah. coming back from uh this big two week coaching excursion and then lumping into the into the far into the what do you call it covid and then mm-hmm. uh this week I haven't gotten nothing done you know yeah. and I feel like a big fat sack of shit I ate some cookies so I felt I'm projecting
1: onto sandy yes. I got to
0: get my fat ass back in the gym
1: I, I think we all do. I, I have been working out a lot, but my diet has been completely bonkers lately. They got these these get the gas station by my house. Um, they got these Lenny and Larry's protein cookies. I've had those. And I I've been eating like one of those a day because they make it's like the episode of Seinfeld where they're getting the fat-free uh, soft serve, right? Uh-huh. You remember that? Uh-huh. It turns out it was not fat-free. Well, this thing it's advertised as being healthy, but then when you actually look at the ingredients. Not that healthy for you. It's, uh, it's like a eating cookie. a, yeah. It's just a it's just a cookie. They just up the protein count, so it's still not good for you. Um, hey, but I've been eating a lot of those.
0: Hey man, I just ate a bat a box of gluten free or double stuff Oreos today because I could. <laughs> so I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. the pain. Um, yeah. I got a former kid that wrestles for the University of Iowa right now. He's a heavyweight, and he was like, you know, heavyweight. And I was good shape, heavyweight in high school. But now that he's at Iowa, he's uh, he is absolutely jacked out of his mind. I'm like, what'd you do? And he's like, oh, I'm really counting my macronutrients. And that's I'm really focusing mm-hmm. on that. So um, next week, that's my goal. Right. I gonna start yeah. counting my macros. because when I was counting calories, I noticed a big difference. And, you know, because it makes yeah. you accountable when you actually have to, like, write down what you're doing and be accountable. And it goes, do I really need this pizza? You know, so mm-hmm. I'm actually going to focus on
1: that, see how that plays out. Good. Let's all let's all do a brace for impact diet. That would be great. Brace for Everybody fitness. Everybody gets brace for fitness. Let's do it. A recap of uh, Kelly our Killer. Almost called her Kelly. Kelly. Killer very different. Kelly's, <laughs> yeah. Very, very different. different. Very different quality opponent or wrestler there. Uh, yeah. She had another vignette. I thought this was probably the better ones. Yeah, it was they aired. Um, and uh, she actually spoke and uh, talked about you know what she's going to start doing here in Impact. So good stuff from her. Look good. Yep. Uh, Bullet Club was backstage and Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows talked about how Gallows was going to send PCO back to the creator. It's a bit excessive for a wrestling match, I think, according to Josiah, the pastor.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, he kind of almost did. So, you know, it wasn't like he it wasn't like Mm -hmm. he was that much a hyperbole, you know? Yeah, kind of almost
1: happened. Uh, what an inch to the left or to the right at one point he probably could have sent him uh, sent him packing to the afterlife. Uh, more, so, more on that later. Yeah, Chris Bay and Ace Austin talked about how they were going to ensure Honor No More would be disbanded at emergence. So there you go. Uh, then we get to the main event, which I thought was awesome. Uh, Pco with uh, Vincent, he defeated uh, Doc Gallows. This was a typical plunder match. I have one complaint. Um, I don't care that it was sloppy. I don't care that maybe some stuff might have been a little botched. I don't care that, that some spots were a little bit slow as they're setting up spots. None of that stuff bothers me. These guys are super heavyweights. PCO's like almost sixty years old, right? The only thing that bothered me was that they they exposed the ring boards again. We just did that at Slammiversary. WWE just did that at Hell in a Cell. I think in, or AEW recently did that too. It's like okay, we we get it we've been doing it a little bit too much lately. I, I think they need to just put that on the shelf for a little while.
0: It's a zeitgeist thing, right? You'll see this stuff. And that in this week where we had that, I'm going to praise WWE for a moment. Um, anyone who tries to tell you that Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar thing was dumb is a person you don't oh. need in your life. That was phenomenal. Yeah. That was yeah. absolutely if fantastic.
1: Oh, JD, if I got to say something to the audience, if Please. you're listening to this and you didn't like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, poop with your own pants on. Just poop inside your own pants and just sit in it. I don't care. You're wrong. Sorry. Go ahead, Jake. That's a
0: hell of an insult. I'm going to remember <laughs> it. Um, so, I mean, like, I thought, like, boy, I was, like, this is the wrong week to have this match. But I really liked it. But I agree with you. Yeah. I think we've been, I think that it becomes like these zeitgeist things where people see these things and, like, I want to do that too. And uh, I thought the impact ring looked shittier than <laughs> the ring. So I mean, that gave it, <laughs> that gave it like an element of danger, though, well, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, it's an OVW ring, most likely. So
0: it probably was. <laughs> You're probably right. So, but it, yeah. um, when they did the stunt, it made it look a little bit grimier, right? Like a little mm-hmm. more dangerous. So I kind of got into it because of that. But yeah, I agree on the whole. Like I say, I'm over plunder and then they do a plunder match and I'm always like, that was a fun plunder match. And this was <laughs> yeah, the well. same. This was the same. But I agree. I, I want to see a moratorium on destroying the ring for the next like year. And that's everybody. Yeah. I want everybody on yeah. board with it.
1: Yeah. But again, I really enjoyed it. PCO mm-hmm. pulled a drum set from under the ring uh, and drove Gallus head through the drum kit. Um, yeah. Josiah says, why was that there? Well, so that way he could use it. Of course. Um and uh, and uh, what what did Hannaford said? He said, a holy Nick Cannon, a drum set, uh, making a drum line reference, which is an awesome movie. If you have that went seen that, right over it. my head, I was like, really, is
0: he impregnating the drums? I didn't get no. So I could not I could not <laughs> yeah. figure that out. I was just like drum oh, I'm out of touch.
1: Drumline is a good movie to watch with your son. I okay. will say that. I okay. really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, Gallows is laid out, draped over the apron, but Gallows grabbed PCO by the throat, chokeslammed him through the ring. Gallows demanded the referee count to 10, but PCO set up at nine. And I thought this moment was incredible. So loved that. I'll give them this. We've seen WWE
0: do the breaking the ring segment many times. The best I still think is always Taz and, and Bam yeah. Bam, right? The original, one hundred percent. This might be my new favorite because the ring was destroyed. It yeah. looked so much more, and it sounded so much more dangerous. Not sure how they did it, but kudos to everyone involved because it came off fantastic. Like it, it was, yeah, it was wonderful. Great. It was absolutely
1: yeah. great. Yep. Uh, Gallows demanded the referee count to 10 but PCO set up at 9, uh, from the wreckage to a big pop, super baby face. PCO then hit an inverted DDT on the wood before rolling out of the ring, uh, loading up his glove with t- thumbtacks and hitting a flying fist drop uh, through the thumbtacks. So the only problem with it was that the thumbtacks weren't on his fist. They were inside his palm, so I didn't do anything. So it hurt him. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it sent to gallows into the hole in the ring and PCO followed up and pinned him. So he pinned him while he was in the hole. Uh Josiah says, uh can't say it was a good match, but it was wildly entertaining. So no, I correct you. Just hold on. I gotta wrong. correct you, Josiah. If it's wildly entertaining, then it's a good match. Yeah. Just because it's not technically proficient, yes. who cares? The only thing that counts as a good match is did you have some fun? Yeah. Yes. Well, this was fun and it was awesome, and I really enjoyed it. Yes. I would rather
0: see this than um, than like a pure style match where two guys have no personality. Yeah. And I guess that's because like, I'm an, like I'm, an, I'm an amateur wrestler. So when I see guys doing the quote unquote tactical wrestling thing, when I watch a bunch of things that are just as big a bullshit to me as a as a Hurricane Rana, like all the spinning hammer locks and stuff like that, that's bullshit. That's just as fake as a hammer lock. So, yeah. I, all for me is, was I entertained? I'm going to say something right now. That was the best Doc Gallows match ever.
1: Yeah, you know what? I heard I heard some folks say that. I, I do want to remind people about a match that Gallows had with Doring last year. No, Very similar better. type plunder match. I do I do have to say this was better. This was better. And that, that match before didn't actually have a crowd. It was an empty arena thing. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, that this is better.
0: There's no such thing as a good empty arena match unless you're talking about Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler. <laughs> that was on purpose like that whole yeah. nothing good came out of that era we should all forget that it happened no this ruled <laughs> this was the best i've seen gallows pco is a damn madman i loved it i might i gonna say it's a five-star classic but i mean this was like um like like a john claude van damme movie on a saturday afternoon yeah nothing better to do like you're gonna watch some silly action film and be super entertained laugh at the ridiculousness and get into it that's exactly Absolutely. what this was.
1: This was pro damn wrestling, folks. It was fun. Uh, this was like was
0: Memphisy like, shit. Like, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it was stupid. I loved it.
0: Was. It. it was. I, <laughs> I was so ready to poo-poo this episode, and then PCO and Doc Gallows, of all people, saved it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I I was like, the first couple matches, like, oh my gosh, this is, it's going to be one of those nights. And then, uh, fortunately, the Motor City Machine Guns were on tonight, and then we got ultimately saved by PCO and Doc Gallo. So, um, hard to give it a thumbs down of a show, more of a thumbs in the middle for me, just because I thought the... Thought the first hour was pretty forgettable, but uh, we're leaning.
0: leaning Maybe
1: maybe Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy,
0: yes, yeah. I'll give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Just on the last two. Here's the thing, though. Impact, if if WWE fundamentally changed their their promotion this week when they decided we're going to be good. Yeah. Right. It's shocking development from everyone. The WWE decided we're going to have good wrestling matches. Impact cannot be a promotion that just gives you good wrestling matches anymore. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, no they they can't they got they got to do something and I'm going to go on a tangent and I'm going to yeah. tell you why they won't. Ooh, so we'll stay, stay tuned, stay tuned on, the stay Patreon. on the Patreon. Stay tuned on the Patreon. JD, plug your Kickstarter, sir, and then we'll head over to the Patreon.
0: Man, I'm going to tell you about the Red Sunrise Kickstarter one more time. Samurais versus vampires. Quick, down and dirty, 150-page novella. Oh, I got another backer while the show was on. We're up to 74 ooh, backers. Ooh. We get up to 100. I'm going to write another book in the world, as I promise, that will be free for everyone that backs it. I've already got this. I got a story in mine. It it hit me. This is, I'm really proud of this book. I mean, all the rest of the stuff I've ever written is available. So if you want to buy just the $4 ebook, go for it. You want to get $1 for the original comic? Awesome. Jump right in. If you want to spend $250 and get killed by a vampire in the book yourself, that's an option too. Come on in having fun. We have six more or seven more days to nail this campaign and make it something super successful. Uh, I love this book. It's one of my favorite things I've ever written. I mean, where what don't you love? And I promise you at the end of the book, you will see the murder of a vampire done in a way that is
1: unique. Never Ooh. seen it before. I like it. Well, everybody go check that out. Support JD. Support the show. Head over to uh, Fight Game Media Plus. Go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. Give us five bucks a month for tons of extra content and tons of exclusive content. And uh, we're getting ready to talk some uh, some breaking news. We're going to talk some uh, Bound for Glory location, Madison and We've got a Road dog stuff. We're going to do a little debate. Uh, cool, cool stuff coming up. Uh, so if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, check us out over there.